Welcome to this extra special edition of the Cisco Technology Podcast. Right, so welcome to the Cisco Technology Podcast. You can contact the podcast with your suggestions and thoughts and ideas and feedback by emailing at justin.woolen at cisco.com. That's two O's, one L. Uh, or on Twitter via at Justin Woolen. So, what's the subject of today? Well, the thing up for me, as you might have gathered from other podcasts that I've done, is I'm really interested in mobility and how people work. And the one thing about being mobile is you could be working from many different places. But the one thing that's become very apparent is about mo- mobility of devices. And people having lots and lots of different devices. You I mean, I've got three. I've got a laptop. I've got a smartphone. I've got a tablet. And what we're finding now is that mo- people are having more and more devices. And then we start to think about what actually happened when the iPhone 6 got released. And then we actually saw 13, 13 million iPhones getting sold in a weekend. Now, one thing that all these devices need is an IP address. And that's why I thought, do you know what? I'm going to get one of our resident experts to come in and have a chat on this. And that's why I brought in today, I brought in Steve Kirk. Hey, how are you doing, Justin? Hello, Steve. Thank you for joining me on the podcast right. today. Welcome. Glad to be here. Good. So, the one thing we've I mentioned about IP addressing, and you mean, I, I don't want to get u- u- uber techy on the podcast because it might scare people. But the one thing is that we, we, like, will, we like a bit of tech, though, don't we? We do, yeah. we do, we do, we do. And the one thing that does, cons- does uh, thinks about is is we're always very, you're always very passionate and very vocal about sort of IP version six. And you're going, yeah. we, we should be moving to IP version six. And I go, mm. all right, Steve, yeah, 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 all right, mate. Mm. I, I, but it doesn't bother me because at home and on my little home network, I'm still running IP version four. Yeah. And you, and I don't see a problem with it yet. But you, you mean we've you've always been very passionate about it. And, and with all these devices that are coming onto the network. And the one thing that actually prompted me to do this podcast was I saw an article on, um, I was obviously on Twitter, I think it might have been in Computer Weekly or something like that, and they were saying that the, the, the I mentioned about the MOD are hoarding £38 million worth of IP version 4 addresses. And then when I sort of looked into it a bit more, and then we saw the, the in America, they actually have run out of IP version 4 addresses to give out. So there's no more addresses to give out in America. In Europe and in Asia as well. Seriously? Yeah, serious. Right, so the problem's worse than I thought. Yeah, much worse. So that's that's the bit that I wanted to have that chat with you and go, you mean, is this the time now that we need to be talking and bring this up with customers? Or anybody listening to the podcast or saying, right, what is the problem and what is the solution to this? And then what are we doing about it? Or what can we do about it? What can customers do about it? So I'm going to take this back a bit, just for my sake, because you're a CCIE, all hail to the CCIEs hey. in the world. And... Uh, and I'm not, <laughs> and I never was. So what do you mean? So let's take it back. So IP addressing, what, what is it? You mean for those person who may be listening to this for the, for, the, for the first time and go, well, what is an IP address? So an IP address or internet protocol address is an entity that allows a packet or a piece of information to travel between your, your web browser. So when you type in www.facebook.com, cisco.com, apple.com, google.com, mm-hmm. or when you're browsing Netflix on your de- desktop TV... Yeah, on your t- TV, television at home. Yeah, it's the unit that allows a piece of that data, a piece of that picture, a piece of that voice conversation, a portion of that web page to travel between your computer or your TV 
to the server or or the device hosting that content the other side of the world potentially. So so you you you, you did go a little bit technical there because you yeah. went into east. I can see you going that way. So yeah. just to say, so it's a it's the thing. It's the way that the two devices, for example, my laptop connects to a web server, maybe Netflix or whatever, but it's the way that they can communicate and address Absolutely. each other and can identify each other over the internet. Absolutely, yeah. Right. And, that, and that resource could be the other side of the world even. you know. Mm. So when you, t- when you type in you know, facebook.com, it's quite, off, quite possible that you're connecting at the speed of light to a device in, in Oregon in the United States where a lot of the big Facebook data centers are, for instance. All right, okay. Yeah, so it's quite amazing to think that you can do it. An IP version 4 routes the packet there and it comes back again. At the speed of light, almost. Wow. Now, the problem that we've got, of course, is IP version 4 is a very, very rare and scarce commodity. Ah, now. so now we're on about version 4s now, and we mentioned 4. a little bit about version 6. So yeah. what, what's, can we just describe what version 4 is and, and sort of where that came from? Yeah, so ver- IP version 4, which runs the current internet, the internet that we all use day in, day out for business and recreation and at home, IP version 4 was invented around about 1981, as far as, far back as that. 1981. Now, you talked to me about the father of the internet. The father of the internet, yeah. He's a, gen- a gentleman called Vint Cerf. He's one of the professors at one of the United States universities who invented IP version 4. And at that what stage- happened to 3, 2, and 1? Oh, well, well, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I don't want to take you down a tangent. Well, I'll tell you what, IP version 5 became something else, but I'll talk oh, to you a bit about that later <laughs> on, Justin. But yeah, the, uh, so, so essentially, Vint Cerf and, and a colleague of his invented this, and it was a university project that slowly gathered momentum uh-huh. over a period of time. And before we knew it, you know, millions, tens of millions, hundred millions, billions of devices are now connected to the internet. And everybody's using the internet as a daily tool, both for recreation and for business. Yeah. Okay. It's become ubiquitous in our lives. Everyone is using IP and IP version 4. They don't know it because the complexities of it are hidden behind the web browser, behind the computer, behind the Netflix. It's all hidden in the background. But IP is actually running the show under behind the yeah. scenes. So what's the thing? So IP version 4, what is the biggest thing that is its feature or its limitation around, around IP version so, 4? So when, when the internet was first conceived, again, in around about 1982, no one could have possibly have believed or understood how fantastically successful it would be. So the internet protocol version 4 that we've been talking about so far... Um, it allows up to 3.2 billion possible addresses or combinations. Now, in 1982, 1981, 1982, 3.2 billion devices, mm-hmm. when there are only a few hundred yeah. connected around the world at that time, one or two hundred, uh, three billion is a big number compared to one hundred or two hundred. Yeah, and you start thinking about that in the context of how we are today. And, and you mean, on this table now, we've all got, you've got three devices, I've got two devices. Yeah. So, and we, we're using IP address all we the are. time. Yeah. And you think about it, when there's 7 billion people, over 7 billion people in the world, yeah. if every single one of them had an IP address, yeah. had one phone, yeah. we wouldn't, IP version 4 wouldn't work. It wouldn't. So the maths is, is fairly simple there. Absolutely. But you're just thinking about the end user device. One, yeah. one person, one device. As you say, we've got three devices. 
where we're recording now, I've got my desktop TV, I've got a PlayStation, I've got an Xbox, I've got a MacBook, I've got a piano. You've got a PlayStation and an Xbox. I have, yeah, I tell you, yeah. I'm not going to say I've got kids, you see, so I've got both both bases covered here, you know what Uh, I mean? I just went down. I've got a digital piano, also connected, so everything's connected. Seriously, your piano's connected to the internet? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I can download tunes and I can do everything to it, yeah? Wow. So, So essentially, we're living in this hyper connected world, as I call it. And we've just been talking about the end user devices. Let's think about the applications that those end devices are connecting to, all the internet websites that could be connected to. Mm-hmm. Every business, if you're in business now, you've got to have an internet address. You've got to have a website. All of that requires IP version 4 address space. And the problem is, Justin, back to what we were talking about before, that 3.2 billion number that we mentioned, it's, it's vanished. It's gone. There's hardly any of it left. Well, that's interesting, because then you see, you look at the... You mean, so we've seen... The MOD are hoarding. Mm-hmm. The uh, I saw in, in another article which came, which I'll share uh, on, on the on the podcast on, on the link when you get download the podcast. Is uh, the DWP are also um, are also looking at selling off uh, selling off uh, blocks of IP version of address mm-hmm. to get revenue. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like everyone's gone. There's like there's like a bean shortage in the world, and but, everyone's going. Oh, I'm not going to get rid of my beans because I'm either going to sell them yeah. because they're going to make a fortune because they're worth more than what I bought them for. Yeah, you mean it's like a. a, a but you know what, Justin? It's life support. All all that is is life support for IP version four. That's all it is, and it's going to run out because the explosion in the number of devices that we're talking about here is in the hundreds of millions per year. We're talking about the Department for Work and Pensions that you just mentioned, or yeah. the MOD. Yeah, they, they, they've got a few hundred thousand to, to, that, that are spare for yeah. them. A few hundred thousand. We're talking about a growth rate around the world in the hundreds of millions of devices per year. So V4, IP version 4, ultimately, this university experiment that got, got out into the wild, to quote Vince Cerf, who invented yeah. it, yeah, it is ultimately going to fail. And the internet community at large, everybody, service providers... Um, content providers, businesses, commercial organisations, even home residential broadband. Everybody needs to start to consider the alternative to this protocol that's running out. So, so is that something that us as listeners or us as consumers mm-hmm. need to think about? Or is this something that, is it just a problem that the service provider have to solve? Or is it the problems for the businesses? Who, who's, who has to do an action? Who has to do something about this? So, 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 the, so people at home... Joe Bloggs at home, my mum at home, yeah, my <laughs> girlfriend at home, yeah, do they need to worry about this? No, absolutely not. Because all operating systems like Windows and MacBooks and iPhones and Androids, all those sort of devices, they've been capable of doing IP version 6 for years. What we need to look at is, is we've talked about the problems with IP version 4, mm-hmm. and we, 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 very clearly we're running out of... of Addresses. addresses and I think that we, we've, we've stated the numbers to, to do that mm. but what is the solution and that's where IP version 6 come in so do you want to describe what is IP version 6 and why is this the solution mm. to well, this problem and what are the benefits we're going to get from IP version 6 okay so IP version 6 is universally acknowledged I mean we're talking here as Cisco employees okay it's certainly Cisco's position that IP version 6 is the solution to this problem but don't just listen to Cisco listen to Google Listen to Netflix, listen to Facebook, listen to mm-hmm. other vendors of equipment, listen to the big service providers around the world. Yeah? They are all saying that V6 is the only long-term, sustainable and feasible solution. There is no other showing So, so what is IP version 6 and what, what's so special about it? 
So IP version 6 is the next generation of IP, the internet protocol. We've been talking about IP version 4 with its 3.2 billion addresses. Yeah. yeah. IP version 6 evolves that paradigm, it evolves that mechanism of V4 into a much larger address space. It's an 128-bit address space. Now, for the people who think, well, what the hell does that mean? That, that'll be me. Uh, yeah, that'll be you, <laughs> will it, Justin? Well, look, think of it this way. If IP version 4 could be represented by one atom, yeah, then IP version 6 is the, is the sun, is the size of the sun. Yeah. It, so do you have that? Is it a quantifiable number of address, IP addresses? Well, it is a quantified. It's, it's something called 320 quintillion, quintillion, quintillion addresses, Justin. So I, I would have just gone from so quintillion. I, I don't know if you, any of you guys have ever <laughs> ever flown across an ocean or flown across the sea and, and looked out how vast the oceans are on the world, right? But think of it this way. Every drop of water in those oceans that you've flown across, it took you eight hours to fly across, every yeah. drop of water in those oceans could have a million addresses each. That, our, that is so, how so, vast the, the IP version 6 address So IP version 6 then, in, in, in summary then, IP version 6, it solves the problem of IP version 4 because of its, the number of IP, unique IP addresses that can be, they seem to be, um, li- I wouldn't say limitless, there obviously is, is there is a limit. It's but finite, it just, it just, definitely. It's definitely finite, but it's, re- it's massive. It's so unbelievably colossal okay. that you, your, our imaginations can't get our head around a number like that. So the so the problem that it's solving is is that address space. That's its major and problem in its addresses. Yes. So what other things does does IP version six then solve? So, so so absolutely the number one point why some businesses have already started the transition to IP version six mm-hmm. is because of the address space. That is the headline feature. Yeah. That is the that's the big gorilla feature, right? Mm-hmm. That accounts for ninety nine percent of why people would want to do this. Are there other reasons? Yes there are. For instance, the protocol IP version six, the mechanism as we said before that transports data between point A and point B it offers a lot of improvements over V4. V4 was an experimental version. Can you remember yeah. what we said, Justin? It was an experiment. You're not going to start asking the... me questions about uh, what no, like no. 10 minutes ago. It, 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 it's, a, it's an experiment that got out into the wild, as Vince Surfy himself said. Yeah. V6 is the protocol that does it properly. Yeah, We've learned a lot from IP version 4. So, now so what learnt... are the... So what, what... So the address space is one of them. What, are there any other benefits? You mean there's lots of benefits. For instance, there is an ability of IP version 6 to auto-configure itself there's no need for DHCP servers. What do you mean by auto-configure? So basically, I could take a device or some form of small, low-footprint, small-powered device, radiator valves, central heating systems, yeah. you know, you name it. Yeah. Everything could potentially be connected to the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just power it up, it will connect to the internet. It and, will and, auto-configure and, an address and, and connect. So, if I've understood this rightly then, Steve, that means that the device will wake up, and because of the... the the large range of IP addresses in IP version 6, that address won't have to go away and say, can you give to the network, to yeah. a DHCP server, yeah. uh, dy- dynamic host control protocol. That's it, DHCP, right, you got it. Uh, server and get an address. Yeah. Now this is, a, it's, 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 so it's, it's going back to, you're not going back to, or comparing to like your house, you, you have a, 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 a house number and a postcode and that's unique in the world. There's no other address of that Absolutely. So that's where we're going to now. So you don't have to wake up every day and go, what is my address today? Correct. My house address, I wake up and 
it's always the same. Yes. So that's the same. So when a device wakes up, whether it's an iPhone, like you say, a connected valve or, or yeah. a piece of machinery, yeah. that television, television, that's always going to be unique, player, unique in the piano. world. Piano, <laughs> anything. <laughs> okay, great. So that's that's a real major thing. So that's one thing. There's no need for DHCP anymore. And you can yes. imagine that in an environment where there's an internet of things, that can be really beneficial. The other challenges we see with... Uh, IP version four. So one thing we've we've mentioned when we were talking about prep uh, before we had this podcast was around network address translation. Yes. So there's no need for NAT or net network address translation. Now anyone who's a network administrator will will know all about network address translation. It's a real real pain to configure. Yeah. It's really really complex and it breaks applications. Some things applications that that people use on their computers. They don't like NAT and they don't work through it very, very well. So, so what is NAT for the for the layman? I mean, normally, when we uh, we do the podcast, we're joined by that with our resident layman, which is uh, uh, yeah. Lucas from marketing. Who, uh, well, he's marketing, but he's also our producer of the podcast. Um, and and I'm trying to make sure. So, what is what is NAT? So, what NAT is NAT Network Address Translation. It's a way of being able to share one address that can be routed on the global internet by lots of devices inside someone's home or inside someone's business. So we could say, take 10 devices inter- inside a business, inside your home, we've already mentioned we've got 10 inside here, um, and we could share one address on the outside, yeah, which is routable across the general internet, which, are, which is recognized mm-hmm. by the internet. Yeah, We can share that one device by those 10 internal devices. Yeah. So they'll all share that external device, that, that, that address that can be routed across the internet. Right, okay. In, in, in order, in order to, to, to follow your analogy, yeah, it's very similar, probably, you could say, to um, to uh, an internal telephone number system of a business. You know, I can phone you, Justin, on your extension number is 120, my, my number is 121. But I can't dial you on 120 from, from my home or outside. I've got to dial the full directory number. Yeah. So there's a form of like direct, some form of like network address so translation. So a business, if you can if you compare that to phone numbers, then you say right. So a business would be I know for example like Cisco's, which is uh, 0208241000. Yeah. And that's our business number. Yeah. And behind that, we yeah. hide. Everybody, yeah. everybody else has their own internal extension yeah, you, number. Yeah, you don't have to dial the full number. Right, okay. Yeah, but we can hide it all behind that so one it's a way outside of, number. So it, it sounds like that network address translation was something that was used to help solve the problem of IP vision by it by rashing it and having a internal IP address Correct. that people can use, and then there's the external internet world facing address. Correct. So you have one address for every, for for the world for the internet, and yep. then it, uh, addresses for inside your business. Which is that's exactly the the situation, Justin. Now now you could say, well, that's that's the solution. Then why are we why are we having this conversation about IP version six? Two reasons. First reason is even those routable addresses on the outside, the, the mm-hmm. that are recognised by everyone, those themselves, there there is no longer enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, so even with this network address translation scheme, there's still not enough globally unique addresses to connect my business to yeah. Facebook. Because you for said instance. that there's over three billion there's, yeah, IP absolutely. addresses. There's not so enough. The problem's not even even with that. That didn't solve the problem anyway. It's it's it kept it kept the lights on with IP version four for about another ten years. And it did it very successfully as well, Justin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kept the light on with IP version four for about another ten years. The problem is we have now completely ran out of IP version four yeah. addresses. Okay. The second problem is when you've got this network address translation scheme in place, it breaks some applications. They don't work. They don't want a device in the middle fiddling around with the addresses. So, so when you what do you mean by fiddling around? So it. Did, 
so if I'm connected, so let's 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 get it back to basics. I'm on my laptop and I'm connecting to, I don't know Facebook or something like that. Yeah. What, what is that fiddling around with my connection that's happening? Because you mean if if we we've we got this understand the analogy right, we're we're sat here now. We're in a in a home network. Yeah. And we're we're um, connected to the internet. Aren't we're we? connected to the internet, but we've got a internal address for inside your house yeah and then we've got one external address that's going out to the internet correct and which i'm then connecting over to facebook land whatever that is yeah and then connecting to their their application yeah what's that fiddling around that's going on so let's take that step back you're exactly right facebook don't know nothing about the address that you've got in my house at the moment they don't care because it's not globally unique what has to happen is the router that's given to me in my case by virgin media in the uk other providers are available other providers are available yeah yeah, they will provide you within it a box as part of on the cable modem mm-hmm. or ADSL or whatever yeah. connection you happen to have. That box will take the, the the information that's coming from your computer inside the house. It will look at every single piece of information and translate the IP address from my internal scheme into the global scheme that can be routed across the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what the box has to do. That's and now that there's consequences in doing that. That. A, slows the box down because it has to process every single packet of data from your, coming from your computer, yeah. coming from my TV, from Netflix, other, other streaming services are available, <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, whatever. All right, you're going to get us into brand uh, police. Yeah, yeah brand police here. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever service you're using, that router in the house has got to inspect every single one of those packets and translate every single so one. So it's very processor intensive then because every... So if I understand this, it has to translate everything. Every single... Right, okay. Thousands of times a second. So if we got rid of that yeah. with IP version 6 because everyone's got a unique address, so your piano, yeah. your TV, yeah. your laptop will all have a unique address. The laptop, uh, the, your router... Or the which could, which at the moment it's at home, but it could be a, a router in, in a business. Yeah. It doesn't have to do that grunt Absolutely. of translation. Absolutely. Okay. So that's so the two benefits that I'm really seeing here is one is you've got a massive amount of addresses that will meet the needs of now and hopefully or yeah. in the future. And the other thing is is around that um, elimination to, of NAT. Elimination of NAT. And and then the third one, which I've just remembered, which you talked about, was like not needing to have a, a DHCP or being auto. Auto, auto, uh, configuration. auto configuration of, of IP yeah. addresses. And there are lots right. of others. I mean, we're, we're probably not for time to talk about here, but, but, the, but the listeners will be able to listen to things like um, simplified processing, for instance. Routers can handle IP version 6 much more easily. Yeah, things like better, better quality of service mechanisms in IP version 6 for businesses. Yeah, so, so for voice over IP, video over IP, there's a lot better, there's a lot better means and mechanisms inside IP version 6 to. to so quality service. of service can be is going to be improved as well then. Yes, it is. Wow. Yeah, and okay. mobility, IP mobility will be improved as well. So I could keep the same address that I have when I'm in business A. I can roam to the other side of the world and still maintain my same IP address on 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 what they call a remote oh, network. Oh, right. so so we, okay, so I get it. it. And, and listeners probably may have heard of this. It's called IP mobility. It never really caught on in the IP version 4 world because it requires too much complexity in the routers. It goes to the too hard bucket. Absolutely. Okay. It's too hard bucket. V6 makes that much easier. So there's a lot of reasons why a business would want to do V6. But the killer, 100% massive reason why everybody's doing it, well, not everybody's doing it, everyone needs to start to think about doing it, mm-hmm. Yeah, is the address space. So you, you've, you've sold it to me. Why wouldn't I go IP yeah. version 6? Why haven't people done it? 
the reason why people haven't done it so far or or hadn't done it certainly until a, a, year, a couple of years ago outside of academia academia uh, universities they've often been at the cutting edge yeah. of these sorts of things right but one of the key reasons why they haven't is because there's been no compelling need no compelling event there's been no d-day there's been no red flag day where someone said you've got to do this by x date okay yeah now that compelling event started to become more compelling when at the global level the the, the body that that controls all addresses in the internet completely ran out of addresses and that happened at the beginning of 2011 so four four or five years ago so now. we've run out of so crikey so in 2011 we've run out of ip at the global level. global level yeah so people so that so does that mean that countries will still have ip vision for addresses available so 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 the way that this works justin is at the global level there's a there's a body called the iana this it's the internet addressing and naming authority mm-hmm. yeah they allocate addresses to regional bodies around the world of which we in in europe are, are a member of ripe it's resio ip european do you like my french by the way i'm very impressed resio ip european that's right yeah they're the body that govern ip addresses for as the name yeah. suggests, people in Europe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, UK, France, everybody else. So if you're, if you're a, a service provider in the UK, for instance, we're talking from the UK, but, or France, you know, France Telecom, British Telecom, Virgin Media, yeah, Deutsche Telecom, all these guys, they will go to Ripe and say, can you give me a pool of IP versions? So have, we, have, we run, have we run out of addresses in Europe yet? From, yes. So, we've run, so, everyone, so if I get this right, so we've run them out in America, we've run them out, out of them globally from an issuing perspective. Yeah. Um, people have them like the MOD and DDP have got them in their cupboard. Yeah, because they've got them. They still got some of them from their allocation that they from were their allocation. given. So there's no more to go out, but everyone's just got them in their. Like, I'm just going back to my can of beans here. So everyone's mm. got their tins of beans or their IP address in a cupboard, just being stored because they they, they don't want to run out. They're, they're, we're hoarding well, uh, and um, they like the question. You use the word everybody's got. Well, maybe some big organisations have got quite a few left in the cupboard, but, the, but there's the, a lot that haven't. But the solution to the problem is is to go to IP version six, it isn't is. it? So, so why? I think I'm going to it's take the this only back to show the in town. So why? So now we've got this compact with. So, are you saying the compelling event is here now? Yes, the compelling event is here because if you're a service provider, you can no longer go to ripe in your in Europe, or you can no longer go to Arin in the North America and say, that, "Give me some addresses." Well, what's the, but what, what's, is that compelling event coming down to a business? Yes, it is. Or to an organisation? Yes, it is. Yes, it's coming down to an organisation and a business. Because so, if, you're, if you're a business and you want to have more online presence, yeah, how do you get online so, so presence? So would that mean to, if I'm like opening a new office yeah. in, 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 I don't know, in Cardiff, yeah. and I want to go, right, I need an internet connection to that office. Mm-hmm. You need, you need IP, IP version for addresses to do that, don't you? And so if I went to a service provider, they would go, I haven't got any, you have to have an IP version 6 Correct, address. that's what they're increasingly saying. Right, okay. That's exactly the situation. So, so we are in that situation now where we're going to, so, so, why haven't, so why haven't people done it yet? Because there wasn't that compelling need. So we now, ha- the compelling the event compelling is here event now. Is right. here now. And it's becoming more and more urgent that people do get on the get a roadmap for doing this, Justin. So, so why? You mean, I'm going to come back to this again about why haven't they done it? Because everybody, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's the right thing to do. Mm. 
But there's there's got to be a, a a reason. Are people just burying their heads in the sand? Is there something? Are there more important things they've got to do at the moment? Or I think one of the reasons, in the absence of that really compelling event, that real that really compelling event, people are people are very busy, and there's always something better to do than something that's not yet happened. The difference is this really has happened now. Right, it really okay. has happened, and everybody, all organisations, service providers, carrier networks, yeah, businesses. They need to start to develop a plan to get IP version 6 in their networks. And the reason for this is because if you set out this project, you, you, you create a project team to start to look into implementing IP version 6. Yeah, th- this spans everywhere in IT. It spans desktop teams, server teams, applications, networks, security, facilities sometimes. Yeah, all of these people have got to be on board under a, under a, a central a central central policy mm-hmm. now in our experience at cisco it often takes about 18 months to get from the hmm we ought to start about thinking about doing this to yeah. actually having it done yeah about 18 months yeah and we can quote lots of customers that will that would echo that a lot both in the commercial space both in public sector and in, in isps okay it takes a long time to get this off the ground in 18 months time justin this is going to become a very very significant problem with, with increasing numbers of people unable to get onto the internet, potentially. You know, if you want to add more resources onto the internet, if you want to expand your website, if you want to offer new services on the internet, and you know what, do, do, can you put your hand on your heart and say, you know what the service is going to be in three, four, no, five years' not time? Not did, we predict, did we predict Facebook? Did we predict Spotify? Did we so predict it, Netflix? So, you, 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 yeah, you've just thrown some names out there. So, so, so are there other people out there? Are there other organisations that have done it? There are indeed, and I've just mentioned some of them then. If you think about you can connect for IP version 6 to, to Google, to Akamai Content Delivery Networks, yeah. to Facebook, to Yahoo, yeah, to Apple, to Cisco, to Netflix. I've mentioned those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook. Yeah, all of these mega brands that we all become part of our lives almost. So they're already on. So are they all, all on. And are they... So what's the... Um, so what do they do then? So because we're in a by the sounds of it we're in a sort of a, 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 a transition place. Whether we're at the start of the transition, which by the sounds of it we're more in the start of the Very transition. Much. Good way to put so it. So what's the what are those companies doing to be able to cater for a world of both addresses being out there? So what most businesses have done here, okay, is they have what we call dual stack their mm-hmm. their web presence. In other words, the services that interface to the public. In other words, when I connect to Facebook, I'll continue to quote the example of Facebook okay. or Google. Uh, uh, we other all social know them. media, uh, other social media. All the social medias are available. <laughs> yeah, but we all know Facebook. We all know Google. Yeah. yeah. What did those guys do? What they did is they dual stacked their web servers. In other words, their servers that face the internet, which I connect to, which you connect to, Justin, which my mum can connect to if that's what she wants to do. I'm sure she does. Everybody does. Yeah? Not everybody. Yeah, not everybody. These mega websites that people use day in, day out, what they did is they enabled their internet presence, that point that interfaces yeah, to the internet, yeah. they enabled IP version 6 on those servers and on those networks so, that so interface dual to the stack, public. So those things that are facing the internet, so they dual stack, which, which means, if I understand this correctly, is 
it can talk IP version 4 and IP version 6. Simultaneously. At the same time. Correct. So if I've got a connection, so, you mean, the things that, that we've um, talked about previously is, you mean, there's places in the Far East that are IP version 6 only. Correct, yeah. So, Particularly mobile networks. Yeah. Why? Because they haven't got enough IP version 4 addresses to service hundreds of millions of users. Yeah. So, so we you have te- to have that take, environment. Go on. Well, you take a mobile network in China, for instance, or, you know, a, a highly dense population centre, like India or somewhere like that, you won't... You, you start a new mobile service, yeah, Verizon are a good example, or the mobile networks are available, <laughs> yeah, you know, they need hundreds of millions of addresses to service those populations, mm-hmm. they haven't got them. So they have to go IPv6? Yeah. So, so this halfway house, or the transition of this, for the companies that have, have stepped up and got on with it, is dual stacking, so do they dual have stack. to dual stack at just at the web server, or where you, or do you have to do it at other parts of your IT infrastructure? You, you, so, so what, what most businesses will do is they will dual stack the components that interface to the public. So in other words, their online booking systems, yeah, their, um, their database servers, their mm-hmm. web servers, they will all be dual stacked. And you know what? It's not actually that difficult to do that. So it's just a job that needs to be done, needs to and be it done. hasn't been done because... So, your people are rolling out a VoIP project or something else. Yeah, yeah. So your biggest call out then, by the sounds of it, is if you're going to start looking at IPv6, look at your front-end web presence. presence Absolutely, yeah. So from a, you I mean, we're a networking company. Uh, mm-hmm. We also do collaboration. Mm-hmm. We do data center. We do security. What other parts of those things do, do, do need to be dual stacked? Or do we, do we need to look at well, IPv6 perspective? Well, ultimately we will do, yes. Ultimately. Um, I think the the compelling need for most businesses and organizations now though is to get that in that public facing set of services ip version 6 enabled okay. but then what you're saying is absolutely true the internal network will need to go to ip version 6 yeah the voip voice over ip telephones will go the video conference and all the facilities will need to be ip version 6 as well but there's no rush to do that there's, there's not so much compelling and why, rush. why why is there no so rush to do that then is it because we just because Internal systems, for the time being, will continue tinkering away in the way that they always have done. Yeah. Yeah? It's just that bit where you're interfacing out to the population, to the internet population, that may only yeah. have a V6 address. And this hasn't gone lost on a lot of UK businesses. You know, UK businesses operating in this global economic marketplace, mm-hmm. you, know, with, you know, with mega population centres around the world, if these guys can only get IP version 6 addresses on their tablet or on their mobile device... And they want to buy some service from the UK, an airline mm-hmm. ticket, you know, or whatever it happens yeah. to be, or banking service, or mm-hmm. whatever online service, offshoring, yeah, yeah, all these sort of things that, that businesses are doing now, yeah. If you can't connect via IP version six, you're out of the, you're going to be out of the business. So you're going to basically. So what you're saying is that if you don't have a at least a strategy of 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 dual stacking, mm-hmm. you're going to have customers who will not be able to speak to you because yes. in the Far East, yes. they only talk IP version 6. Yes. Well, well, let's correct ourselves there. Right, okay. I'll Incre- correct myself. <laughs> increasingly, there will only be speaking right, okay. IP version At the moment, yeah, mm-hmm. they can still speak IP version 4. So it's, it's interesting then, because you mentioned before about, you mean this is, goes back to XP, Service Pack 3. Yeah. I wrote that down. Um, Snow Leopards, and so so it feels like the operating systems are there already. Yeah. So oh, is is the are, is the network ready? The, now that's the million dollar question. So on our on our on this desk now, Justin, look at our devices. We've got MacBooks, we've got PCs, we've got iPhones, we've got Androids. You know, we've got all manner of different devices, right? Yeah. 
to work with IP version 6. Nothing has to be done to those whatsoever. These are all relatively modern devices that yeah. last two or three years, right? Yeah. Nothing needs to be done to them at all. Nothing. Okay. This is all driven by the network being enabled for IP version 6. So as soon as that network is enabled for IP version 6 and it starts to say to all the connected devices, hey guys, I can speak IP version 6. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can go into the reasons for that. They send yeah. out something called a router advertisement saying, oh, here I am, I can't help See, that's why you're, you're an ICCA, <laughs> mate. I can't help <laughs> yeah. you down for long, can you? So what the router will say at the edge of the network, it will say, I, here you are, guys, I can speak IP version 6. Yeah. And all the devices connected to that network will say, ah, there's a V6 capable network here, let's use it. So how do we get, because how do, so the people listen to this then, if I've got running a Cisco network or any network, mm-hmm. you mean... Let's talk about Cisco because that's who we who we work for. Hmm. Um, what are most of, so what would, what was needed to make a Cisco network or Cisco infrastructure become IP version speak IP version six? So so essentially, Justin, everything that we've done at Cisco, everything we've made at Cisco is capable of IP version six and has been now for three four years. So is that the new stuff that's come out the door? Or? Uh, or, or relatively, all, all new stuff that's out the door can speak IP version 6. Some and of the ageing equipment would need a software update. So it's not, so it, it, it's, it's even if you're older than, say, three years ago, yeah. with, an o, uh, with an OS update, you will be able to speak IP version By 6. By and large. Now, now then, let, let's be clear on this. There are some limitations on, on ageing equipment. Because remember, and again, we're getting techie again. I've tried that's, to that's okay, that's okay. If you get you think techie. you think at the rates that, that network equipment is sitting in the network, connected to hundreds of devices, yeah, this is ripping out devices, you know, millions of times a second, ripping packets open, mm. data packets open. Can we talk about earlier on? Yeah, the, 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 they the might network, not have the grunt to do it. They won't have the grunt to. They do might it. be able to do it, but they'll just do it slower, and they might impact services. So Correct. They, it's a, for example, a a internet facing router maybe too old maybe too old. old too old in the sense of you can upgrade it to the version of iOS but yeah. it just won't have the grunt to be able to cut and what yeah. you'll start to say is you're not going to be able to get the, the data throughput that through that correct part. that's right just right okay so we've talked about some great things here today Steve and I really appreciate your time we've talked about what is you mean what, what's the need for these for these addresses with mm-hmm. internet of things the mobile devices you mean there's in IP version four, there's more there's more people in the world than there are addresses mm-hmm. with only three point was it three point two three point two three point two billion addresses where yeah. there's over seven billion people. So I think mm-hmm. the numbers speak for themselves. People haven't done it yet because there wasn't a compelling event, but that's happened now, mm-hmm. and people need to think about it. Let's the first place to look is to look at dual stacking and look at your internet facing piece first as, yes. your, as your first thing, and then start yep. to look at the, your your internal infrastructure. Yeah. So where would a where would you mean? Is there some place that, that they can go to get information on this to get more information? The the the, the internet communities are buzz with this. Um, uh, uh, there's all manner of, of IP version six websites. All all I would just all I would say to people listening to this is just, just type in IP version six uh, transition. Put that into en- uh, into your search engine of choice. Yeah, and uh, there, there's a ton of stuff comes up. But I think you'll find some Cisco resources. Are the, are the yeah. Top ones. So, so funny enough, you mean you mean if you go to uh, people listening in, if you go to uh, www.cisco.com forward slash go forward slash IP version six. Yeah. And there's a plethora of resources there. I mean, you yeah. pointed this to to, to me uh, a few days ago. So. There is resources there, both from the reason why yeah. to implementation to help you yeah. do that, and, and there's, there's just good information there to yeah. start off with. Cisco um, validated designs. That's is another, another real good point. Cisco <clears throat> validated. So we've gone away and actually looked at this yeah. and, and written our 
yeah. Of, of, of what what the configuration would look like, what you need to think about, what Great. boxes you should use. So we're just not leaving our, our people listening to this hanging of no. like, where do I go? We've actually sort of oh we've yeah, got lots of information so, yeah. there. But remember, one of the things that, that one of the things I encourage everybody to think about here is to get a cross architectural team together to look at IP version six and the yeah. transition towards it. So don't just look at it from a networks or security. It just you need to look at it from with, a, with a, a all holistic. The because it touches including, everything. Well, including like you were saying about desktop. You were saying about well, absolutely. You mean talking well, about uh, in, in applications? Our, in, well, absolutely. In our experience, in our experience, right? When when well intended, networks teams have tried to push out IP version six into the business. It's failed. Yeah, the project has failed. Yeah. You need a cross-architectural, cross-functional team to make this happen with quite senior-level sponsorship, IT director sponsorship to make it happen. Wow. Okay. The IT director needs to be aware of the risks of not doing this, and then he can actually sponsor this as a project, cross-architectural project. Every successful IP version 6 transition project that we, we've done, um, Justin, that's what's happened. It's always, okay. It requires that senior-level engagement. So that's a really good point, Steve, and... and, and from, you mean you've been around a very long time and you've engaged too long. Have you seen my grey hairs just Yes, yet? I have, yeah. So <laughs> it, it sounds say, like it's supposed to say no, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> so engage yeah, for, so the call out is you need to start looking at it at a very senior level within yes. your business. Use a cross architectural team or you mean from applications all the way through to desktop yes. and everything in between as well. Yeah. Steve, I really appreciate you taking the time today. That's what welcome, Justin. And um, always here. <laughs> and for those of you, if you uh, listening to the podcast, uh, if you want to communicate with us, uh, you can do it via Twitter at Justin Woolen, or you can email us at justin.woolen at cisco.com. Uh, that's two O's and one L. So uh, thanks very much, Steve. You're welcome. Thanks everybody for listening, and Thank you. Uh, see you on the next podcast.